today I've got a special treat for you, a peek into the mind of Andreas Slicher. He's a visionary leader in education research. Disclaimer, he's not on the show yet, but we'll be delving into some fascinating insights from him that might challenge the way you think about education. From the rise of AI to rethinking teacher pay and status, my hope is that in this short episode, you'll leave feeling inspired and hungry for more. So grab a coffee, find a cozy spot and let's jump in. Hi everyone, I'm Shane Leaning and welcome to Travel Ed, a podcast about education across countries and cultures. I work in teaching and leadership development and in this show, I get to know the teachers, leaders and innovators making a difference around the world. That usually involves interviews every other week and it also involves short reflections which I do in between and that's what today's episode is. If you like the podcast, I would really love to hear from you. So I'm an avid Twitter user, you can find me there by searching at Leaning Shane, and I will respond to all messages I receive. I'm also on LinkedIn, so you can find that using the link in the show notes. So this week, I watched a webinar online called The State of Global Education. This was a webinar from the OECD. And if you don't follow their webinars, I really recommend you subscribe to their newsletter. Again, I'll link that into the, into the show notes below. They had a webinar that was reflecting on their international summit on the teaching profession that was held in Washington, D.C. And in that webinar, Andreas Schleicher, who is the OECD Director for Education and Skills, he shared a fascinating overview of some of the trends and data happening in international education. I thought I'd highlight a few here for listeners who maybe haven't had a chance to listen to the full presentation, but I will link to that full presentation in the show notes. So specifically, he shared four areas. Well, he actually shared a few more, but I want to highlight four that I think are particularly fascinating. The first one was around AI, which is what everyone's talking about at the minute. So there's a test that the OECD have used um, for quite a while that they give to students and adults usually to test for literacy skills. And what they've started doing is giving this test to AI to see how well it performs on it. So if we go back to 2016... When they gave AI this exact same test, the AI could answer the simplest questions pretty well. But when it got to kind of medium to high and difficulty, it was not really that accurate. It wasn't really um, competing with humans. But when we fast forward to 2021, when they looked again, they saw a huge jump. And here they saw AI getting about 70% of medium difficulty questions right. The fascinating thing is the prediction from the OECD. They say that by 2026, AI is going to be able to get about four out of five of the most difficult questions correct. And to put that in context, humans in this exact same test only get on average one in five correct. What Andreas said is that this shows that the things that are very easy to teach and easy to test are becoming increasingly easier to automate, which has huge implications for us as educators. Secondly, he talked a little bit about teacher pay, which I found fascinating. And he kind of started to challenge this uh, idea that if you want teaching to be more attractive, you need to pay teachers more. Now, he's not advocating for not paying teachers more, but the research was very interesting because that's not necessarily true. The study found that teachers in Luxembourg actually get paid significantly more than their colleagues who are of a similar professional level um, in terms of qualification and experience, um, but in other industries. So teachers are actually really well paid in Luxembourg. 
but they also have one of the biggest teacher recruitment shortages. And then jump across the world a little bit to Finland, where the teacher salary is actually lower than what you'd get if you were in the same uh, qualification level in a different industry. And yet in Finland, teaching is super competitive with 10 people competing for every teaching post. So he actually made me laugh when he said that, you know, if you fail to be a teacher in Finland, you could get a job in law or economics. And as a, a British teacher, this seemed pretty much at odds at what I know of the status of the profession. He also talked a little bit about relative salaries and teacher perceptions. For example, even though in South Korea, teachers are paid well and feel that they're in a good position as a teacher, in Portugal, the teachers report the same level of teacher satisfaction, but with a much lower relative salary. Now, it's difficult to draw big conclusions from this, but it's quite striking that it's not so simple as looking at money alone. The third thing that I found was really interesting, and is because I guess it's a particular passion of mine, um, is around professional development and developing teachers. So teachers generally across the world feel pretty well trained in pedagogy and content for their subjects. This is an area that teachers report across the board feeling pretty confident with in terms of how they feel about it, but also in terms of rating the training that they received. But there were some areas where teachers really reported quite low confidence and low training, which is really useful to us as education leaders. These areas included things like how to use technology and particularly interesting for me, how to teach in multicultural and multilingual settings. In those settings, teachers feel much less prepared and say they haven't actually received much training on. Something that we know, if you were to look at an average teacher training program, we know that those training programs have very little on English additional language strategies and even less on multicultural teaching. And this is a gap we see in international schools across the world, with our schools having to constantly fill that gap in knowledge. So for example, within my organization, we've created a series of professional developments for supporting teachers with multilingual learners in their class. And I know that many schools and school groups have done the same. And this data is really huge, especially when the world seems more and more divided culturally. This intercultural understanding is essential for us progressing as nations together. And it's essential for our students. And I feel that international schools in particular, have a real strong place to play. The final area I wanted to pay attention to in this episode was what Andreas said about collaboration and sharing. So the research he shared showed that teachers actually have a lot of general exchange with each other for things like discussing individual students, for sharing resources, but much less time on collaborative professional development or joint activities or even opportunities for classroom observations. Teachers were really saying that informal exchange is much more common than professional collaboration and structured professional learning communities, which is interesting because we know that there's a lot of research that shows teaching is improved through effective and coordinated professional development. So these are just four areas he talked about, and he did talk about many more, but I thought these four were particularly interesting for international education leaders. One, about artificial intelligence and how we integrate that into our practice, and even more, how we prepare students for a world where AI is increasingly common. Secondly, 
teacher pay and teacher satisfaction and the link between where some countries are paying high and don't actually have a very good teacher satisfaction rate and some countries who pay low and have a really high, it really points to the fact that there are other areas we need to really focus into to nurture our teachers. And that might lead on to point three, which was about developing teachers, teachers feeling that there were certain areas that they felt well-trained in and certain areas where they wanted more development, such as use of technology, such as working with English as an additional language. And finally, about collaboration and sharing. Teachers want structured professional learning, and yet so many report that they don't have access to good quality structured professional learning activities. So each of these points comes with a visual from the presentation that I watched and what I've done to make it even easier for you is I've created a Twitter thread with some of the key ones that I think are the most useful and I'll link to that Twitter thread in the show notes. But you can also watch the original video and the link is also in the show notes. So I want to know what are your thoughts? What do you think we need to do to elevate the status of teaching? And is there a place that international schools can play in this? I'd love to hear from you, so please do send me a message on Twitter or LinkedIn. I always respond. Travel Ed is hosted and produced by me, Shane Leaning. Original music by Guillermo Silva. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and help spread the word by giving a rating wherever you listen. And you can also follow along and join the conversation on social media using those same links in the show notes. See you next week.